0: You're now loaded up for Think Rank with David Barry The think tank for thinking rank If it's on your mind, it's probably on his mind So join rank, we're all in this one together Now here's your host, the reality of rank The bull god himself, David Barry So, David Barry, Think Rank Episode, what'd you say, 72 That means we've done this 72 times, right? Well, the older ones yeah, it would have been seventy three but me and Holly got in a fight one night, and one was fixing to go live, and I said, "Fuck it, so, or, we would be at seventy three but we're at seventy two so there's <laughs> awesome stuff, good stuff, so all right, guys, so here we go. I know that everybody tuned in here just to listen to me, but I know that's not right. I do want to thank everybody for for tuning in and watching think rank podcast. But tonight I have, normally it's just me here, but tonight I have a guest. And my guest is Mr. Wyatt Rogers. So if everybody would just give him a big applause, a big hand, a big shout out. Come on in here, Wyatt. Unorganized professional let me get situated real We got quick. this, hell yeah, hell yeah. Put your mic on there.
1: See if I can do this. We and Holly had trouble earlier. So
0: perfect so we got a mic up we got a lot of recording going on here so i do i do facebook live just for shits games and giggles we're actually recording audio for my think rank podcast and then we got another camera rolling that we're working on youtube uh where we can put uh think rank podcast on youtube so that you can see with visual but right now uh you can go to spotify or apple podcast or monster bull and listen to any of the downloaded the 71 other plus i did some other old ones but podcasts so audio wise so anyway i've got mr white rogers with me tonight thanks for stopping in hey thanks for having me i I know you're uh, riding in tulsa this weekend huh
1: yeah i'm excited to be close to home for once for a
0: while right so you grew up like 10 miles from here Right,
1: yeah. Grew, grew up in Leech, Oklahoma. No one, unless you're from Northeast Oklahoma, you have no idea where that is. I maybe had 130 people in my community, and my K through 8th grade class graduated with 10, so it was quite small. <laughs> and and that school
0: still goes too. The that still school. goes. That's, that's awesome. That's man. crazy. That's outstanding. Graduated from Locust Grove. yeah Transferred. Uh, went to high school at Locust Grove. Uh, do 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 a lot of the kids, so, so in Lynch because it kind of splits, it's like 10 miles to Locust Grove, 10 miles to Kansas, yeah. Little Kansas. So some go to Locust Grove, some choose to go to... Well, you left one out. You left Twin
1: Oaks out. Twin Oaks? Well, they got a high school? They got Oaks. Yeah. Oh. So there's a... You're like in the middle of a three-way district. Wow. Uh, and I chose the one school that doesn't actually have a school bus that runs through my... <laughs> so I had to... I had to track a little bit to go to high school, but I thought that was the best place for me as far as what I wanted to do sports-wise and everything okay. to do with that.
0: And and sports-wise, uh, what did you do in Locust Grove? Like, it was basketball was kind of your deal, wasn't it? Basketball so, was
1: definitely my main deal that I could – Rodeo was always a priority, but basketball right. and rodeo got slower in the winter, so basketball was that one sport that I loved doing, and it kept me in shape for my rodeo, but I also had a little bit of a off-season in rodeo, or at least slower. I got you. I got you. And then uh, I got to where I like golf pretty well in high school. The basketball coach for the girls' team, he was also the golf coach, and he came to me and said, Hey, you want to get out of school 10 more days a year? And I said, Yeah. There it is, huh? Yeah. That's cowboy style right there, huh? Well, so, why,
0: um I want to talk to you about, I mean, obviously you're on your way to the PBR in Tulsa, and when, when's your first bull, tomorrow night? Uh, Friday night. Friday night, Yeah. which is tonight, tomorrow, uh, what is tomorrow? Today's Wednesday, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure you knew where, where, what day it was. And so, I want to talk about, I want to kind of go back, uh, and, 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 and so, how old are you? 26 now. And at twenty six, you're riding into PBR. Um, I noticed you got a coat on it says something teams. Yeah, uh, I
1: was a member of the Carolina Cowboys this last year in our first uh, ignog- whatever team season. What do you
0: call the no- inaugural. inaugural? Inaugural. Yeah.
1: That, so you was on. You was on.
0: You was a part of the PBR team the first year they ever did it.
1: Yeah, first year uh, was a member of one of the teams that was quite the ordeal and i think that's just going to continue to grow and grow and get better for our sport okay okay
0: um i like it so because i'm going way back here in a minute but i just seen your coat and i'm like so you're on your way to tulsa and you got this team coat on uh which i remember when i was a kid i always watched the tulsa twisters and it was team rodeo and 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 i to me um i still remember the tulsa twisters i think As you guys start with this team bull riding, it, like you said, it's going to grow. And, but you was a part of the first one. So no matter the older you get, you'll always be a part of that first deal. That's awesome, man. Part of history. Always making history. Part of history. That's awesome. All right. So going back, when did, how old was you when you first started riding?
1: I mean, I got, I've had a rope in my hand since I could walk uh i won my first dummy roping at the age of two and i know i got on my first sheep when i was two uh yeah i think my dad tried to kill me off early (laughs) (laughs) he's hoping i got dusted one time but luckily uh they handed out participation ribbons at that deal and i thought that was just the coolest thing ever as a kid so uh, i got hooked at an early age to this
0: so you come from a Cowboy family.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely rodeo family on both sides. My mom, uh, grandpa, they all roped. Uh, mom grew up roping. Dad, he competed professionally in steer wrestling and uh, team roping. Unfortunately, had bad knees, so that kind of ended his bulldogging career. So yeah. whenever I was born, in my mom's belly, we was going to U.S. team ropings from Kentucky to Montana to where, wherever. Like I was right. going and traveling before I ever knew what yeah. rodeo was. I remember running into your dad at Cheyenne.
0: And he I didn't know your dad then and and how he even knew who I was, but we was walking like this and he said, Are you David Berry? And I said, Are you from Locust Grove? He said, and I said, Yes. And he introduced himself. Yeah. Uh, that uh, was eighty nine. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Yeah. You he, know what I'm uh,
1: he missed the short round by like two spots that year. So uh, he was uh-huh. leaving out to head to the next rodeo that morning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Bulldogging, um, you can rope you can bulldog is that something you'll do later in life or
1: yeah i definitely uh i I still love them events and i i miss bulldogging more than anyone will ever know that's close second to bull riding in my heart uh just
0: jumping off a horse onto a steer yeah a running steer
1: 40 mile an hour (laughs) jumping off
0: (laughs) that's awesome yeah
1: i just wanted to find new ways to hit the dirt are your knees good enough to handle it that's the thing i i tore my knee up pretty good in january uh, of last year and then i broke my leg in may of 2021 so i think i will steer wrestle again but i don't want to take that risk of uh, and get hurt doing that and ruin my bull riding career right now right no doubt so. no doubt so
0: so a lot of this is mm-hmm. going to be after after you're done riding bulls yeah um, i'm not saying i'll ever
1: go anywhere in the bulldogging but I'll for sure run. We some. We never know. I'll for sure run some more. Hell yeah! I think I can be an all-star Indian rodeo guy in the steer wrestling. That's awesome. That, hell yeah! That's yeah. good stuff. You you are a cowboy. I've
0: watched you grow up since you're a little kid. You, you and my daughter are the same age, Cheyenne, and both of you rodeo junior rodeos. And I've watched you. I've watched you grow up from little bitty, little bitty. Uh, you've come out here, trained with me it's it It was nothing when you was younger for the like the weather it is now, ground froze, whatever it never stopped you guys from just showing up and wanting to ride some bulls. Let's do it and it was it was really cool to be around you to be a you know just a part of watching that energy uh grow into to the man you are the bull rider you are, going back to your dad. He put on junior rodeos.
1: Yeah, uh, put on the Rogers and Son Junior Rodeo Association. I think our first year was 2001, like maybe the summer of 2001. Okay. And then our last year would have been 2008, maybe the summer of 2008 as I was coming into my first junior high year. Right. Uh, with me going to the Oklahoma Junior High rodeos and stuff, it kind of was just a, a lot to for him to try to do and still take me to. No doubt. The rodeos, him and my mom, they sacrificed a lot throughout the years trying to just make me uh, have a good childhood. Well, I mean, where you was at, they were at. Yeah.
0: You know what I'm saying? I mean, period. I mean, and you might be, when you was younger, and probably still now, but you was off somewhere chasing girls, waiting for the bull riding, but I could always find your mom and dad. Yeah. You know, they was at the rodeo with you and just waiting for the bull riding to support you
1: i did not have much time to chase girls back then i was in five or six events (laughs) i can't even imagine whenever i remember they were chasing you (laughs) whenever i have kids of my own i can't even imagine having to fork up three hundred dollars for a snot-nosed kid that's six years old trying to enter six events i mean it's just stuff you don't appreciate when you're little but you look back now and like my i didn't grow up rich or anything like that like yeah I know that we scrounged for every penny we Your had. Your dad drove a school bus. Oh, my dad drove a school and bus. Then, and then had another job. Yeah, he'd uh, leave at 6 in the morning, go to drive a school bus, get back around 8.30 from that, maybe get a nap in, do some stuff around the house he had to do. Uh, then he would uh, go drive the school bus again at 2.15, get back around 5.00. Help me with riding horses, going to practice, whatever we might have been doing around the house, Talk. and then maybe get an oh, hour right. nap in, leave at 9 p.m., drive an hour to Siloam Springs, Arkansas, and then he'd work till uh, 6 a.m. the next morning at Gates Rubber Company. Yeah. And then my mom was the same way. She had two jobs growing up, uh, just busy family make, to do everything make, they make could. Make it work. Yeah, do yeah. everything
0: they could to help me out. That's right. That's right. So – and at the time you don't realize that but no. looking back now you realize what they've sacrificed and did and um your your dad passed away um in what year?
1: uh May of 2014 uh at the end of my junior year
0: end of your junior year yeah yep. and do you as you go to Tulsa as you rack up these bull riding wins and career wins do you still look up to your dad and say thank you. I mean, how's that? Tell me a little bit about that. If if you don't care, no, you're good.
1: Uh, he's by far my biggest hero in my whole life, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, he's in my prayers every every event. Uh, he's just a part of it now. Like I view him and my God is almost the same level. Like they're hand in hand with. On I know who's protecting me when I ride, and they're both with me every jump of every ride, and. Uh, He's definitely someone that I miss dearly and I wish he was here in person, but I yeah. know he's with me every jump. There it yeah. is. Let me ask you this. Why you say he's with you every jump. He
0: also taught you how to try. How to how to how to bear down and try. How to how to how to want to to not get out but how to want to get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I watched this one time at one of the junior rodeos and you was getting on this steer that was just throwing a wall like fit. And you wasn't going nowhere, but your dad was flanking the steer, and he wasn't going nowhere either. It wasn't like five people trying to pull you off the steer. It was like, come on. But no, probably head. rushed
1: over and me <laughs> on the back of the head and <laughs> said, hurry up.
0: Hey. But, but tell me about his influence on you from from the bear down part of you. It was the just- the triad. You showed me a video a while ago, and you was bucked off, and then you're not bucked off. You're just bull riding. And get your ass back up there. You... you you could have easily gotten bucked off and said, and
1: somebody, your buddy said, hey, fucking, he balked.
0: But that's not, a, that's not a, a good answer for you, is it?
1: No, I mean, it's straight just cowboy attitude that came from my dad. And, uh, a lot of people like don't see it nowadays because I don't try to go get on shoot fighters and stuff, but. When we put on them junior rodeos, if we had something that was too bad in the shoot for kids to get out on, I was the kid that got stuck during the week trying to <laughs> shoe break them, and I was the one that got my head slammed about every week. I was pretty sure my dad tried to kill me at a young young age to he wanted to knock me out of bull riding. I think because he was a timed event guy, and uh, I didn't start steer wrestling until I was a sophomore and. High school, and, like, my dad was happy throughout my bull riding career, but the spark I saw in his eye when I would steer wrestle and started learning and, like, really loving that, like, it was just a completely different thing. But it's still a cowboy try and just toughness and effort, like.
0: No doubt. And 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 so as you're talking, I'm sitting here thinking, where did bull riding come from then? Because your mom's side's roping, your dad's side's bulldogging, and had the talent to rope. And then you want to be a bull rider. I have no
1: idea because everyone <laughs> reminds me of it every week at the PBRs. I am not a bull riding build at all. 6'1", one, uh, 190. Like, yeah, not a bull rider, but. But your uh, record says different.
0: Yeah. Uh, your record says different. How about that? I mean, again, I, I think there's an internal win with you. I think there's just that try effort internal win. It's not easy for you. You have to bury, you are talented. I've watched you since you was a little baby. You are talented, but you have to try. You, you're not just that good. You have to try to put it all together and you recognize that. You know what I'm saying? Your, your balance is off the chart. You know what I'm saying? I think you could walk the fences of anybody's. Your balance is off the chart. Your try and effort is off the chart because you have, you have to put them together. Watching you grow up, and 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 people say, and people now would say, well, you're too tall, or you're you're too too stout. Your record says differently because you say differently. The well, fuck, what they got to say? It's what you think, what you believe in, what you believe in your heart, huh?
1: Oh yeah, uh, they go along with the balance and stuff like. When I was riding horses around the house, I don't think I ever put a saddle on. Unless yeah. I was actually roping or doing something off of them, there wasn't a saddle on my horse. And that was, I had creeks, ponds. What was we, your horse's name? Uh, JB was my main TAF horse. And then I had BB. I, we short on them abbreviations. I think <laughs> my dad said I had a stutter whenever I was little. And the gray horse's name was Boogeyman. And I couldn't pronounce it. <laughs> So they just shortened it to BB for me. So then <laughs> BB awesome. turned into JB, and <laughs> that's knows. outstanding. That's
0: outstanding. Um, <laughs> that's outstanding. And you're right. You if 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 rodeo had an event, you was entered in it. Every know? event I've yeah. done,
1: I have buckles from barrel racing, the flag racing yeah. the pole bending the yeah. goat undecorating
0: it, I know I know if they had an event you was entered in it and that and that was just watching you grow up is so amazing to know where you're at today and you could I mean there's no there's not a sign on you when you're a kid saying this kid's going to be great someday But you could just tell that you was different, you know. And now you wear a a coat that says you are different, and you're headed to a bull ride, and it says you are different. It ain't just a jackpot. It ain't just a whatever they do. This is the main event, Mm -hmm. what you're headed to.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you're a kid, like in preschool, they have you do you know the Christmas pageant. They have you like write down what you want to be when you grow up. And like most kids, say an astronaut or something. Like, right. Mine was a bu- uh, mutton busting champion. <laughs> that, 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 was, that was my goal when I was a preschooler. What was y'all's most famous sheep? Y'all had? I don't know. I turned a lot of them. <laughs> got on the fence a couple times. My mom whooped my butt. Whatever I, switch was close enough. There what I got was, handed There to it until was. I got off the fence.
0: Well, I don't want to go back again i've been I've been trying to go back, but I'm so intrigued with your career now, but I want to go back to you being young you' in high school still and was it your senior year that you got invited to an event
1: that yeah, uh, is in early October when tough called me? I sat in an ad class with Joe Bob Cunningham and your daughter and everyone and Little caller ID pops up on my phone when I shouldn't have been on my phone in class, and the next thing I know, I'm sprinting out the back door, and it said Tough heatman's calling, and I'm like, Oh, wow, what, what is this? Yeah, hell yeah! And There's so, yeah, yeah. So I sprint out the sprint out the door, and he goes, Hey, Wyatt, I've been hearing good things about you. Uh, I got an event coming up in Conroe, Texas. He said uh, October. I don't remember that date exactly. Like. 7th, 8th, something like that. And uh, he's like, can you come? And I was like, well, don't you got to be 18 at your events? And he goes, yeah. He said, when do you turn 18? I said, October 11th. He goes, well, I got an event in Mercedes, Texas that you can come to uh, then. You'll be 18. I was a little too honest. Turns out a bunch of kids before just said they was 18 before. they Right. But uh, (laughs) I'm, I'm a firm believer in karma and everything happens for a reason. So it turned out. The event before that in Huron, no one had rode so how tough deals work, if you ride in the first round you get five hundred dollars. If you ride in the twelve man round you get seven fifty, and then they bring back everyone to a final four and that's where all the big money is. Okay. Well at Huron, no one rode in the final four. Well then so all that money got rolled over to Conroe and there's thirty thousand out of the event and then you start taking money away and blah blah blah. Sure enough, yep. So then Conroe has like forty something thousand added, almost fifty, I think. And then no one rides in the final four there. So when I go to Mercedes, it has seventy thousand added, which at that time was the biggest No doubt. The biggest event the C B R had ever had. Yes. So there was a lot of controversy in me even getting invited to that event. And I remember like going there and it was the first time I'd ever been on a plane. That was scary. A little long. Like I hear my you. mom That's I pretty, awesome though. I I'm love pretty that. sure we spent every last dime we had just to go to that and like I told someone in an interview on the way there, I was like, all I hope for is to win my, uh, plane fare back. Like, that's my goal is like, this is all learning experience. This is new. Like, this is, I'm I'm a a kid. I'm a kid. Like, living a professional life at that point. I'm missing a basketball game for this. Yeah. Coach wasn't happy about that. (laughs) I, I, I left out a day early, missed a Friday night basketball game. He was not happy. Uh, but I got the got there and, uh, Drew a bull that, like, I didn't even know you could look bulls up. I, I had no idea because you didn't do that at the A-Series around here. <laughs> right. You knew them all. ACRA rodeo. Rodeo And you, rodeos, and you yeah. sure didn't find out your draw ahead of time. <laughs> but uh, drew a bull of Billy James, and uh, I remember someone told me, hey, there's this uh, stock contractor. He's asking a lot about you. I guess you drew his bull. And they said he wasn't very happy about drawing you. He's like, well, i vent this big. I brought some good bulls, and I draw this kid that no one knows. And then uh, I was 84-and-a-half on him. Right. And then I came back to the 12-man, was 86-and-a-half on a good bull of Mike Kings and the uh, King String down there in Texas. And then I came back to the 4-man, and you get to pick your bull. And the four uh, people in the shootout round was me, Sage Kimsey, Aaron Pass, and Craig Jackson. I remember me and Sage, we grew up going to high school rodeos, junior high rodeos. and yeah. He like came up to me, he goes, hey, pick Honky Cat or Bull Named Boomer. He said, whichever one you don't take, I'm taking the other one. So came my time to pick. I picked a bull called Boomer because he went right and the other one went left. Okay. And uh, four rides later, I was 92 points and $42,000 richer. Like And 18. And 18. <laughs> a kid. And I didn't know what to do. Uh, I mean, after that. I went home and I had McDonald's. I went. I made my mom go get me some chickens We didn't even have that's, a good. That's how it, yeah. Didn't even have a good meal. Like I didn't know that I had money all of a sudden. Wow. Like that was just what I grew how, up eating or eating. Well, I'm um, no doubt you. You went from
0: spending all the money you had to get there to now you got forty two thousand, and it don't register to you that you still feel broke. You mm-hmm. know, but that's that's humbled or humbling or humbled holly what would that be humbled humbling Humbling. and um but that was a start for you wasn't it i mean did that that make you feel like i belong here i can do this was that that i mean besides the money was that what what did that win do for you personally internal
1: that was uh i always knew i belonged with the professional ranks and stuff i mean that kind of confirmed it to me so then like the season went on and the, from then on, like the next event, my goal was to prove it wasn't a flute. Well, there I go three for four on the weekend. They had a little, what they called a horizon deal the night before, and I was 90 then. Then I was 88 and a half, and then I was 89. And then I bucked off in the four man round there for my first one I fell off of tour. And then, like, as the season goes on, with. Three events left, I was setting number one in the world going into three events left. I mean, chance at some a 100,000 as an 18-year-old kid still. And uh, unfortunately, I went to an event at, the day before, and I tore my groin at it. And I went and tried to ride the next night at Salina, Kansas, a CBR. Didn't work out very well. Uh, skipped the second-to-last event in Fort Worth. Uh, to let it heal a little bit, and then we had George Paul of Del Rio. You mean mm-hmm. that's just one of them bull riding you heard? You gotta go. I've, I've heard about. And you gotta go. As a kid, and I'm like, I can handle anything as an injury, and so I uh, chose to go down there to it. And they had another horizon deal the night before. I probably should have set out of it, but either way, third jump, I tore my groin again, and just frustrating. I went from. Second in the world to now the end of the season going into the finals, I'm setting seventh, I think. So it just felt like a hundred grand just slipped away, my like that. Wow, wow. And so like a lot of people say, or I mean, there's a fair amount that say if I wouldn't have got hurt, they would have put my money on me to win it that year. And like no doubt, I wouldn't. I, be able to I, I, believe, I believe in myself at that point. Fuck yeah. And so uh, battling injuries from there was a pretty big struggle, and then I got. I had so much success as an 18-year-old early. Then I got hurt. Like, everything was fine when I came back, but I was comfortable with where I was at. Mm. Or, like, I mm. I didn't have that strive to continue no to get yeah. better. Oh, yeah. We talked felt about like, that a lot. I, I felt like I was where I was at. I was where I belong, And I didn't have to, like, continue working. You didn't have to or, work at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, like, yeah. that win was great and everything, but at the end of the day, like, it... I ain't saying my career would be different at this point, but I don't know. I kind of think you stop and think about it like, well, if I didn't win that, huh? Would, I, would that hunger have carried into more and less injuries? Or I don't want to know. I, I'm you, a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. Damn too. right. It does. Yeah. Money in the bank.
0: One of the life's lessons we have to learn is we get in that comfort zone. I want to ask is you look at your checkbook and you got X amount of money in it, which is. More than most 18 year olds, Mm -hmm. you still got to get up and put out into work. You still, you know what I'm saying? And you was, you kind of softened, softened with that. I've always wondered why, and I I don't, I don't know. And, and I, but I've always wondered, and and someday somebody will tell me, or I'll have somebody on here to actually just line it out to me when, when you get a $100,000 paid sponsorship and, 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 and still can compete at that high level. That, to me, that's something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because to me, that money can weaken you. It can make you in that, that comfort zone. And, and that's the, that's a, that comfort zone is, is, is a war zone for me. I, if as soon as I start feeling comfortable, I know I'm in a war zone. I've got to do something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's, that's a negative for me. But to, for, for the guys that, are getting paid all this money in sponsorships, or not all the guys, but some of the guys are getting make, you know, they're getting paid a lot of money for sponsorships. How hard is that, do you think? Now, when you're eighteen, it's it softens you, but now as at twenty six, you're like that ain't put that money in my bank account. I'm still gonna get up and put the work.
1: Yeah, I'm a firm believer. Uh, everyone does this sport is doing it for the love of it they ain't doing it for the business because as soon as you start doing it for a business that's when you for sure are going to get hurt and things are going to go wrong and that's not tell all. me
0: more about that I, that's interesting say so tell me tell me
1: more if your heart's i just if your heart's not fully I understand what you're saying in the love of riding bulls like it's such a dangerous sport and if you're not if you're not doing it for the right reasons i just don't believe you should be there if you're doing it just so you can make a living like yeah, that's great and all, but if you don't love it at the end of the day, I don't think you should be doing it. So, so you nod your head for the love of the, for the love for riding a bull. I would do it for free. You do it for I mean, free. <laughs> I don't, right. don't want. Now do, we got don't, a game. I don't want to do it for free, but
0: if nobody's watching, you would still do it, yeah. wouldn't you?
1: I mean, yeah. you you talked about it earlier. Me and my friends, we were stupid. We, uh, I don't know how many times we showed up out here at seven a.m. before a rodeo to buck bulls and. Be cold, hard ground, yeah. whatever rain. I remember you didn't have a roof back then. We were we were doing everything in the dry. At least now you have a spot where you can get ready in the dry. Yeah, yeah no doubt.
0: I love what you just said, though. You you do it for the love of what you're doing, and the money is is a is an extra, oh, yeah. right? But you can let that money, in, in uh, intrude into to what you're actually doing. Right? I mean, yeah. So.
1: You get accustomed to a different kind of life whenever you have some money to spend and stuff like that. And, Love the answer. Uh, Love the answer. I kind of had a rude awakening. I had, like I don't remember the last time I had a real job, and kind of was running low on my funds earlier this year. And I went and got a job in Durant painting houses. Well, guess what? I worked there for a week. Right. And I went and won ten grand the next. There weekend. it is. <laughs> My boss went down it. there with me and he goes, You're not coming into work on Monday. I said, Nope, you'll never see me again. I love it. <laughs> Hell yeah. I love it. I said, I don't want that nine to five job or eight oh. to six or whatever it might be. I like my eight seconds at a time and ride three bulls maybe and win again. I a love of that. Money. I love that. That's outstanding.
0: And I keep using this word going back because um, it's, it's just like being around you. And I get, I get, these goosebumps just hanging out here with you, visiting with you. I feel like I'm throttling this horse back. I mean, you just, you know, you just, you're moving forward and I'm trying to go, you know, I'm trying to go back to the barn. You're moving forward, you know. <laughs>
1: um, your high school, you are three times champ. Yeah. Uh, fortunate enough to win the bull riding there at the Oklahoma high schools three times and that's not an easy feat. It- You know, anything about Oklahoma or Texas, we're definitely the toughest two states. I think there is in any, I know in in high high school, in high school,
0: when I, my four years in high school, it was the toughest, toughest, um, that I had encountered at that time, you know, um, so to, to done it three, I won it once to want it three times is, that's pretty badass because you only, that's just bad. And the guys you had to beat for that. Um, that's, that's huge Yeah. Why? I want to talk about You graduate You're winning this money You got this money in your bank account You're 18 You can buy strippers Whatever you want And you go to college
1: <sighs> College and,
0: Instead of 18
1: I can go to the PBR I can go to the PRCA And just boom Believe it There's so much controversy On the whole college situation with me My mom She didn't want me to go and that's surprise. Like you be- wanted to go. I ain't gonna See, say. Some, some I, ain't, I ain't gonna say I wanted to go, but my dad pushed it so hard, and he wanted me to go and give it a try. How about that? And not having him, and just uh, where I chose to go to college at with Southeastern Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. And, uh, where, where's that at? Durant, Oklahoma. Durant. Yeah, if you're there, if you live there, it's called Durant, not Durant. <laughs> But Christy and Kyle Broderick, they were the coaches, and they're from here in Telequal. And their uh, daughter was born in same hospital as me, like three days apart. And so oh, wow. they were practically family as well. So I see. I know that my dad kind of pushed for me to go there. So one thing led to another. got a full ride offer, and away to college I went. Twenty years later, you graduated.
0: <laughs> Trust me. I was there long enough they called me Peepaw at the college.
1: <laughs> And they still make jokes about it. <laughs> but you graduated uh, with A? Uh, I graduated with a bachelor's degree in recreation of sports management. And then I decided to go back because I just love school so much and get my <laughs> master's in sports administration. Awesome. So uh, I have backup plans for uh, my career after bull riding. You could I, be- and I think that was my dad's ultimate goal to teach me to – or he wanted me to realize when I was younger that bull riding is not always going to be there. And, like, you have to have a backup plan. Like, True everyone's that. goal to – win a lot of money and buy cattle and just kind of do that for the rest of their life. Like that's nice and dandy, but that don't happen for everyone. So that's right. he wanted know me that. to, he wanted me to realize that and be prepared. I, I went to college with full intentions on only going for one year. And that one year yeah. I was doing school, uh, trying to pro rodeo a little bit to mainly doing them CBRs in my second year on tour that year. So there's numerous college rodeos. I'd go and compete in the long round and then fly out and miss the short round to go to a CBR somewhere. And me and Mickey Andrews, which is a big-time name from northeast Oklahoma, mm-hmm. for a long time he's the only guy to win the NJBRA national title four times. Wow! So like when I first came into college, it was me and him. Like We were the two front runners to win. We were back and forth, first place, second place, kind of how you see in the eight seconds. It didn't matter who won it, but we were traveling together to go to them CBRs too, so if I was skipping the short rounds, he was skipping the short rounds. Uh he ended up beating me by just one or two bulls right there at the end of the year, my freshman year. So we both go to the college and national finals and stupid freshman, me. First bull there was like a seven seven in the morning slack. You gotta get on some bull like early. Just to do that's ridiculous, no doubt. And uh, I didn't know they had
0: seven in the morning.
1: Yeah, college finals. Your first bull is always early, and uh, it, it's a little different now. But I know back when I went in twenty sixteen, that's how it was. And I don't know why I thought I heard the buzzer. I retched down, grabbed my tail at seven nine, jump off on of my feet. No score. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Come back second round. I placed somewhere around fifth. Fourth, somewhere in the round, a little bit lower. And then third round, I end up second in the round there. And then the short round, it was I don't remember the whole short round, but like you had your first place guy, then your second place guy was maybe Josh Frost, and then third place was Fulton Rutland from Stillwell. And then you had me coming in at fourth.
0: Where'd Fulton go to school at?
1: Uh, he went to Panola graduated from there and then the he fuck came is
0: panola is that a call it's is in texas even... yeah it's in texas it? Carthage, texas. Yeah. texas all right uh he was listening to me like you little bastard <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then uh we got him a no couple, fulton don't cuss a year or two later we got him talked into coming to southeastern and then he graduated again from southeastern with a second degree okay
0: and, uh, I just met Fulton a couple of years ago, and just a little badass. He's just a he's, little badass. He's awesome. That's a little tra- quiet
1: badass. <laughs> I traveled with him for years, and we, we go hand in hand. Like we're both kind of quiet. And we just we just go and do our deal. And uh, that's awesome. Because I'll say stuff,
0: and I know he just looks at me like I got two heads. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> he's a badass. Uh, and I think if I seen it
1: right, he's in the standings in the PRCA right now. <sighs> I don't even, I've done lost track of how many times he's won the prairie circuit. Oh dude. Had, yeah. That's why I had to quit the PRCA. He's beat me too much. <laughs> I, had to, I had to go somewhere else. <laughs> like so to quit again. Get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. But, uh, we all fell off of our short round bull and I ended up fifth in the nation as a freshman. If I would have been the only guy to ride three out of four, if I wouldn't have grabbed my tail, Grabbed your seven, tail nine. So that ate at me the rest of the summer. And that kind of turned into my fuel to go back another year. And then after that, I'm halfway done to a four-year degree. Ended up taking me five. Sure enough. someone probably (laughs) commented it. It took me five to get my bachelor's. So then I got my bachelor's. And then at that point, I was kind of disgusted with my college career. So be it. Just stuff happens. I didn't make the college finals my sophomore, junior, or senior year. Uh so I was frustrated with that. Professional career wasn't going just quite how I'd planned. I had twenty seventeen was by far my roughest year ever. I lost
0: twenty seventeen.
1: Uh rodeo and wise. Right. I I went a whole summer and I think I only rode one bull and Fulton was with me. And uh Diddy Grosha? If Jeffrey's watching
0: Jeffrey's
1: watching. Jeffrey's watching. Jeffrey and Logan Robron, I, the twins. Hi, I, I hired Jeffrey to drive me that. Song. I remember that. I remember that. But <laughs> remember. his condition was, <laughs> I would pay for his food, his <laughs> drinks, whatever. I was like, I told him I wouldn't buy his tobacco and I wouldn't buy his alcohol. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, what he got paid, I told him he could choose three rodeos out of our run. He got to see what I drew and everything else, and then he would uh, get a percentage of my winnings at oh, them wow. rodeos. Okay. And that was how I enticed him to live there with it was. us for the summer and help us drive. There it was. was just me yeah. and Fulton. And, uh, yeah, had a pretty rough summer. He did pick the one bull I rode, so he did get his percentage of the winnings out of that one bull. <laughs> but it didn't help that I only won 1,000 on that one bull. And then I turned around and bought that bull the day later for fifteen hundred. <laughs> so I was in the hole all over again just from that one bull. said long ass road fitness is awful. Oh my gosh! I, I definitely learned a lot about myself, and I—I I, Jeffrey will say it, and I didn't treat him the best. I kind of treated him like my driver, like a hired hand. And he wasn't he kind of lost sight that he was my best friend and like it was just an experience. That's a brotherhood with you guys yeah. too, you oh, know? I Anyone mean. him, Logan, Matt Henley, Riggs, like straight brothers. Yeah. And yeah. had my back no matter what. Yeah. And at the end of the day, mine and, me and Jeffrey would have had each other's back, but you know, brothers fight sometimes. <laughs> we had our little differences and we had a little tussle in Dodge City and Uh-oh. right at the end of the trip and two hours later we friends again. They love you. Say so, love uh, you, but yeah, it was a rough summer and a lot of you. learning for uh, Jeffrey. I bet he'll never go on the road with me. <laughs> I think he was just bad luck for me, if you ask me. But, um. Fulton, uh, Fulton, that summer, I was glad I was with him. Uh, one, I'm not very big on showing my emotions, and no one will see me battle. Mm. And I've always pride. True myself. that. I, I true that. I've always prided myself on uh, my mind game and my mental game. And Fulton came up to me at the end of the summer. He goes, Dude, I don't know how you're still positive. Like, I, he said, I just don't, I don't know how you're doing it right now. Like, you haven't won any money. Has done nothing. I bet I spent 50 grand that summer. Yeah. Like, and, uh, each, each event, and it, like, it wasn't like I was riding bad. Like, I was riding bull six, seven seconds and mm-hmm. just getting bucked off. and not,
0: then, not being able to finish it.
1: Yeah, and just little things, and it was frustrating. So I had to go through that process, and, like, that kind of weighed on me for a little bit and just didn't have – like, I still believed in myself, but I didn't have the confidence. So right. I got back home from that summer run, and I went to some amateur rodeos and immediately started dominating again. and Feel that confidence. Yeah. Up. So mm-hmm. on, then I felt like I got just back in the groove, and I was ready to rodeo again Then COVID. Okay. COVID, COVID was kind of a weird spot and rough. For
0: everybody. Yeah, right. that was yeah. different. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then uh, me and Fulton still traveled together this whole time through all that. Um, then in 2021, when I went back for my master's degree, I chose – To kind of leave the pro rodeo site. Like, I I wasn't leaving it, but Uh looking back at it now, like, I think I've been the 10 pro rodeos since early 2021. You'll show back up. They basically kind of left it. And this is the first year I've just straight up, like, hey, I'm not buying my card. PBR is my focus. Yep. And, uh, you got to have that. My dad always told me when I was little, he's like, right now, you can do everything. And he said, you can, the way I look at it, you can be average at doing four or five events where I could just focus on one, and that's my main goal. So I kind of viewed that, and I took that to, like, trying to do PBR and PRCA. Right. I can try to do both, and maybe – Maybe make the finals in one or right. maybe Maybe making in one or yeah. I can just be choose one and try to be great in that one.
0: So you still go back to your dad's advice. Yeah, you still hear that. Oh, you, he's you still
1: he's embedded in me like mm-hmm. just what he taught me and everything. But
0: even decisions you're making today is is it's a talk with him that that or a talk that he had with you. Oh then. yeah, I that's mean,
1: awesome. Between him and my mom, just I mean the way I handle myself at places and stuff like that and. I mean, yeah, I'm 26. I like to go out and have a good time, but I promise you ain't gonna see me doing dumb. Yeah, any anything dumb, right? Yeah. Why there,
0: your repu- the rep the reputation that comes with you that that
1: people will say is that is
0: that you you're a good kid. Yeah. you're a good person. And I, and you I, know? I pride
1: myself on trying to trying to do that, and like it's at the end of the day, it's not an act. It's I mean, I truly do it's like, for real. Yeah, that's who I am.
0: You never know who's watching and listening yeah
1: you know what i'm saying so and uh i mean i a little kid that sat there on the fence watching professionals i'd go to the pbr in tulsa and like i'm really sad that covid took away our chance to do autographs like some of the guys they're like well that was such a hassle to go out there and sign autographs i'm like yeah but i remember being that kid sitting out there no waiting doubt. for everyone's autograph. so yeah hey if you're in tulsa this How weekend don't be afraid to send me a message. I Pretty good at seeing everything, whether it be Facebook, Instagram. Right. If you want an autograph, holler at me, Come and I'll make down. I'll make time for it. Now, do they still
0: have y'all go out in the arena and do
1: – Nope. Ever since COVID, it got took away, and uh, I think it kind of, from like a building standpoint, like it was kind of a – they you know, they want everyone out of the building so they can start cleaning and for the next For night. the next perf. So I think it's kind of just a hassle with buildings now. Well. Wow. I don't know. I don't know the true story, but like – any more than that. That's just my opinion. But I mean, I'd like for them to bring it back.
0: No doubt. I mean, no doubt. There's kids out there. There's parents out there that would love to meet you yeah. and, and to have that autograph and just that that that, that, that signature says Wyatt. I mean, it, yeah.
1: it used to be mandatory in the PBR. Like, and if you didn't do it, they'd fine you. I mean, I wish they'd bring it back and not make it mandatory. The guys that want to go, they're going to go. And whoever doesn't want to go, then... They can go right do whatever on. they want to do. Right on. At the end of the day, the bar will still be there. That's for sure. You spend an extra hour right. signing an autograph, you can still go get yeah. food somewhere and you can still go to the ball. That's
0: right. That's exactly right. There's a party somewhere in that town. Let me let me uh let me bounce a little bit hot farther out on this is how's your health? How you doing?
1: Uh feeling pretty healthy for what what we do. It's definitely uh the PBR Getting on that level of bull every weekend, it's it's a little – it's what everyone says it is. Like, yeah, I didn't view it that way until I'm here now. Like, you're And you're up.
0: busy. I mean, you – it's like all the time you're getting on them bulls.
1: Yeah. Uh, we had one weekend off this whole season from Thanksgiving to May 24th or whatever. I think this is our last day of our individual season. We had Thanks or we had Christmas weekend off. And that's the only weekend we have off. Other than that, you're year. nodding your head. So other than that, like – I mean, just natural soreness. Uh, I tore my labrum in my hip uh, the end of December. Tandy basically told me, he said, uh, your muscle still works, and when it activates, it's probably not going to hurt your hip. He's like, the only way to know is to get on and ride. And he said at the end of the day, he said, if you, uh, you can either have surgery now and come back for the team season, or you can ride the rest of the individual season and then uh, – See what it feels like from there, okay. and I said, "Well, it, it don't hurt me. I'm, I'm going. Right. On. Like, right. You only get one chance to win Rookie of the Year. There and it that, is. I mean, that's my ultimate goal, or that's my, that's my main goal. It ain't your ultimate goal. It's a goal yeah, right yeah, this year. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but
0: it's your focus. Hey,
1: our rookie class this year, this year was so different because there was more rookies that started the season than ever before, and so we got rookies that are setting. I think there's out of the top five in the world, three of them are rookies. So at the end of the day, me winning a rookie means I'm in the hunt for a world champion. There it is. Way. No doubt. That's what and, and is that just to cut to the chase, is that your goal? Oh, world champion yeah, that that's been a goal ever since I was a little kid. They don't ask you uh, who won second.
0: <laughs> so we go back to that feeling that that we ride bulls because we love that feeling. To to know that we that feeling of to know that I was the best this season. That's that would be badass. Anybody that sports a gold buckle, I think that's just rank. Yeah. I mean, just I rank. You can't take that from me.
1: And then, uh, I mean, just as on the Carolina team, and uh, out of our starting five guys, two of them were world champs. We have Cooper Davis and Daylon Swearingen, the most recent world champ, and just getting to be around them. And, like, I mean, that's what—that's who you want to be. Conversation's different right yeah, there, isn't it? that's who you want to be. Their, mindset, <laughs> their mindset's different. Like, I have a good mindset, yep. but – at the end of the day, like to, 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 to you, you can always
0: learn and get better. Yes, well, the energy that comes from that—that that, when I say the conversation, I'm talking about the energy that comes from that—that group of people, just it fits you, and it's like it just builds and grows, and just like I'm, I'm, I'm better. Then, I'm better here.
1: I don't know. If, do you know who our coach was for the Cowboys? Uh-uh. The Carolina Cowboy himself. Do you know who that is? The Carolina. Um, Jerome? Yeah. Here it is. And then, I mean, getting to be around that guy. How about that? Oh, my goodness. I, that That's just, if you're going through a struggle in life, to see what that man did. Yeah. Yeah. To get paralyzed one day and just have the winning attitude. Like, that is a oh, no. That's a winner right there. He never lost it. Never lost Yeah, it. And to see what he's He's accomplished more since his riding days than... Then uh, what bull, he did then, mm-hmm. that's done, right. I mean, he done a lot for the industry, anyways. Yeah, before yeah, his that's right he got paralyzed. Yep. But To see what he's accomplished and inspired yeah. numerous people now, yes, it's ridiculous. Yes, getting hurt, and that's
0: the thing in bull riding is is you can get hurt. That is that is out there every time you nod your head. There's
1: no if about it. It's gonna happen. It's, You're gonna it's get hurt. How,
0: when how bad? Yeah. Well, let me ask you, How do you put that away?
1: How do you how do you
0: i mean even 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 by by being around the great Jerome Davis, how do you
1: put that out of your head when you' nod your head? That's probably the most common asked question that I get is are you scared? well yeah, I mean everyone's everyone knows what we do and the risks that we're willing to take, and we could die each time, but you just got to learn how to use that as fuel and kind of that's right I, I'm gonna call it a little bit like just. You're crazy. Like you got to find that part of your right. craziness in your head and you got to use that for feeling like all right, I can die, so I better give it my all. And That's right. At the end of the day, like I mean if it happens like, awesome, if That's it happens, awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm comfortable with my life. I'm doing what I love and if I die then God hey, God, Dad. God, God <laughs> met me. God made me to be gone up. at this point in time. <laughs> That's awesome, man. But it's just, I mean, it's just. I don't think about it necessarily. Other than like, it's always going to be in the back of your mind, self consciously. There it is. It ain't on the
0: front end. Yeah, it's on the back
1: end. Yeah. There it is. Definitely no. don't run through my mind when I'm getting ready to slide That's up and nod. It, no.
0: So, so as you slide up and nod, what do you do? As you've been told, you're, you're tall. You're 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 too tall. You're 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 too stout. What do you, do you do any training during the week or? What what is what's what's White Rogers do? I know I know again I know you're busy. You're most of the time you're recovering from being just sore from just nodding your head. I mean on that on them caliber of bulls. But is there anything that you do do
1: that? So uh, going back to the teams, uh, I got I hurt my knee in January, and I was top fifteen in the world when I got hurt, and then when I was hurt, I put on quite a bit of quite a bit of weight. I was like 206 pounds whenever the Carolina team signed me, and Jerome's like, "Hey, you're you're too heavy. Like, you need to you need to lose this. Like, this is part of our part of our unwritten agreement. Like, you're just gonna do this." So, I think by I signed with them in late June, and then by the time October, late September hit, I'd lost 20. 24 25 pounds so I okay back down to like 180 and uh feeling feeling better than i ever could like is people always say like hey lose some pounds and you'll feel better and like i'm like oh yeah whatever like i feel good with my riding you don't truly notice it until you do it right uh, but so i got to, i'm big cardio because remember i played basketball in high school that's right that's exactly right i'm not a guy that lo- i hate lifting weights you will not catch me lifting weights just it's probably not going to happen. Right. So so I prefer to go and run and do that type of cardio workout. basketball training. Yeah. Yeah. Even my warm-up, like, before I go, because I stretch a little more than most guys now, and I get a good sweat. Like, you'll see me doing high knees and butt kicks, and, like, it goes back to everything I learned in uh, basketball. And just that's what I relate to, and, like, I like plyometrics and just stuff that we did. What? Yeah. Use used big word, didn't I? <laughs> uh, some form of Pilates, uh, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of just sweat, uh, high intensity workouts is what, uh, a lot of movement and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, and then Jeffrey and him, they can outbalance me any day on like medicine balls and stuff like that. But I didn't do that, like form of feet work. Like I'm a big clumsy guy. I got a lot more to take care of whenever we're doing that. But, yeah. uh just, so you're, 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 you're keeping your cardio up. You're, is that something you do every day, every other day? That goes back to the season. Like, I hurt my hip, and kind of find excuses. Like, oh, I'm sore now. Like, I'm going to take this day off. Well, I've started seeing it in my riding again. So like, got right. to, got to get that stuff back under control. That's right. Why? Because I see
0: just what you just said. I'm going to take today off. I'll do it harder tomorrow. We, we, you don't, because you, you done made a excuse. You're going to make another one tomorrow, and you
1: never double up on nothing. I heard you quote it last week in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a Rocky movie, and mm-hmm. that hit. Uh, it was, no it was like Rocky three when he's facing Mr. T or whatever, and he's like, "I'm going to take the day off." And yeah, at the end of the day, there's no tomorrow. You, yeah. that's just how you got to view life. Yeah, like do you want to win. Do you want to win this fight or not? Yeah.
0: Do you want to win this bull run career or not? So when I heard you... You don't get two careers. You only get that one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You only got this one fight. Do you want to win it or not? No. Yep. You don't have time to take off. There's no tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? That's true. It's
1: very it's true. It's so true. And it hit home whenever I was watching the podcast Really? So I week. made a difference? Yeah, you made a difference. Awesome. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs>
0: awesome. I love it. So, you know, why I, I just... I think it's just badass. That, one that you stopped by the mansion and, and, and had a conversation with me, but I knew your story would. I mean, it, 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 it's it's uh, getting me going. I, I mean, I feel I feel good talking to you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to nod my head on a bull, but I feel good about moving forward with what I'm at. Um, I really love the story. About you, just being you, and not trying to be somebody else. You're 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 courteous to people, to kids. You understand where you come from, and how that may and what that felt for you, and that you're that person in today's world that you represent the industry at a high level, and, and you're that person. Um, I couldn't represent it. I mean, they were like. Man, Dave, you know a whole lot about bull run, but we really don't want you out there. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You're the guy to go in front. You're the, you're that guy that, that's going to lead. You're, you're not a follower. You know what I'm saying? You've never been ever since I've known you. There's something been something about you. And, um, and and again, I've known you since you little bitty bay. I got a picture and, um, with you and my daughter Cheyenne when y'all was little bitty fuckers and just. I mean, and I think he was on a barrel or next to a barrel. Y'all just little bitty kiss, but I, I knew she was going to be great and I knew you was going to be great. Yeah. And, um, greatness more awaits you. You know, even when bull riding's done, greatness awaits you. And, uh, I think that's just outstanding. But now we're, we're still nodding our head on these Bucking Bulls. You have that goal. How bad do you want that goal?
1: Worse than anything I that's, that's have all in want. life. That's all you want, yeah. That's what I eat, eat, drink, breathe, whatever. I'm gonna is. stop by the Think Rank Podcast.
0: That's how bad I want that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you, what, hey, an edge is an edge. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> awesome, man. Um all right, so we're gonna wrap up here. I love, love my conversation with you. Um give me give a give a shout out to People that mean something to you.
1: Hey, uh, Outlaw Gloves and all of my sponsors, like, I'm a firm believer in family. Family's first, so if you're one of my sponsors, you're part of my family, and that's Mm -hmm. the way I view it. And Matt Cronister and what he's doing with Outlaw Gloves is great for our industry. Outstanding. Outstanding gloves. It's always for a bigger cause. It's not for him to get rich off this. This is for him to help build the sport of rodeo like he's not a rodeo guy there, there's a th- he loves right. our, he loves our sport he's that's a, right he's a cowboy he's at the a end he, of the day
0: yep yep he's a fan and and he has a story him and his family have a story within that i mean it's just that's a great family that's a great person yeah. and makes a hell of a great glove
1: and then you got h and h tires i mean they help numerous how about that bunch I mean, guys. awesome awesome yeah. awesome uh, they're closer to where i live now in duran oklahoma mm-hmm. Then uh, J W Downs, he makes all my bull ropes. Uh, Zach Parker, leather work, does great leather work. Lives in Telequal now. Uh, you can find his Instagram. Does phenomenal work. What what? So like like
0: just leather work is like just whatever you want. I mean,
1: hey, I've seen him put purses together, wallets together, belts together, uh, shoot, like doing tooling on shoes and stuff nowadays. I mean, do the bills of caps. Whatever you want, he can do can it. He can do it. Um, then uh, I got Buffalo Apparel Company. Uh, my agency is VM Sports. They do great work for me. I know I'm forgetting someone. Uh, Frost Rosin, I believe that's changed the game of bull riding. I promise you can get that stuff out of my bag, and it's the stickiest stuff I've ever had in my life. Some of them guys need to put it on their ass probably too, hey. you know,
0: just kind of help stick it.
1: Velcro. I don't know why y'all haven't sponsored <laughs> bull riders yet, but that's right. <laughs>
0: that's awesome man but no
1: uh that's definitely uh you can't get down the road without sponsors and having that support system it's just a different level of what you had to learn oh no doubt, i couldn't even dream of having sponsors when i was a kid other than my parents other than your parents yeah. and they were huge sponsors yeah,
0: yeah. uh jw downs he's my, he's braiding ropes huh yeah makes bull ropes good bull ropes and getting better and better every day that's outstanding. Uh, people ask me all the time, "Where where where can I get a bull rope at?" And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, Marty Bird used to make mine. He don't make them no more, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, it's J W Downs braids them ropes. That's yep. awesome. No,
1: nope. uh, yeah. I, I mean, I lived it takes in a, a bull rider to know. I lived in a house full of bull riders. At one point, it was me, Hayden Harris, Zach Parker, and J Dub. We all lived together, and they had Zach rides bulls really good. J Dub, Yep uh one like loved riding bulls like big supporter uh tried really hard uh just un- sure. un- unseen circumstances just sure. and that's that. so found a way to stay involved in the sport and- no doubt yeah
0: but Hayden Harris I mean he just like he just sneaks around just beats your ass
1: everywhere don't he I mean can't talk good about Hayden <laughs> 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 oh my gosh no uh him and Kenny like Man, what they've done for me too is no doubt. huge, and just living with Hayden, traveling with Hayden, yeah, it's different story. I'm like that yeah. makes me feel old traveling with him because I remember watching him in the sheep riding. There and it stuff. is, no and, doubt. And I think we're only three years
0: apart wow.
1: in age. But.
0: I know Kenny Harris and and Roy Dell Barnes. Uh, when I was a kid, were the first two people bull riders I looked up to, uh, and and, and um, they they talked to me. They gave me the time of day. They they told me their stories. Not all their stories. They they kept some of them from me. But I mean, they they were my heroes and still are. You know, and um, and and I've met the Lane Frostes of the world and stuff like that. But I still remember Kenny Harris giving me the time of day. I still remember Roy Dell Barnes giving me the time of day. I won't forget that stuff. You mm-hmm. know, that, that means a lot to me. And and. And and you giving the people the time of day, including myself. You know, it's it's it, it's it's awesome, man.
1: Yeah, it's awesome, man. We didn't even talk about my uh, first PRCA trip. What? Rookie hazing ain't a ain't a thing anymore. Let me tell you. <laughs> tell me the story. I want to hear it. Uh, so Tate Stratton from i know kellyville Tate. oklahoma yeah. yeah multi-time nfr qualifier yeah. i know guthrie Tate. murray i know guthrie yeah multi-time yeah. qualifier to the NFR. Right. Right. jeff askey do, do we need to have anybody to close their ears or like if you
0: ain't no a no or... it wasn't bad. okay
1: like, it wasn't anything <laughs> like that. like that it was just eye-opening I guess. oh okay just... i've been there some the norman, tur- never... norman curry took me to an eye-opening place one time <laughs> the only thing i'd been going to uh was besides amateur rodeos where I drove myself was CBRs where half the time I flew to them, half the time my mom and uh, her boyfriend it drove me. Time drove yeah, me right, and so so now you're going to your first pro rodeo. First pro rodeo, first day we're entered in Starkville, Mississippi, and <laughs> I wasn't. I was on my phone a lot, right? So Tate, he's old school. <laughs> he was like no phones. Oh hell. And uh, I remember they went went to sleep, and he had the phone in his hand. so I got lost going to the rodeo. They call us, and, like, we were supposed to have been there, like, two hours early, and I think after we got detoured (laughs) and stuff, we maybe got to the arena, like, 15, 30 minutes ahead of time, and we were in the first section. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Remember, rode the bull. uh, It was just me, Tate, and Guthrie then. And then we jumped in with Jeff Askey and Kenny Westrope from there. To go all night to Okeechobee.
0: Yeah, I was on the trail.
1: We kind of got split. Like, Guthrie was just a young pup then, like, in the group. And then you had the three three older guys, Kenny, Tate, and Jeff. Mm-hmm. So they split us in the groups, me and, T- or me and Guthrie, and then them three. So they took the first shift. Of, I don't remember how long they drove. The or, driving shift, yeah. So then Guthrie starts driving when it's mine. and his turn to drive. Well, he doesn't wake me up for my turn of driving. I, I was a kid. I didn't know you were supposed to be like, hey, pull over and let me drive. So we get to Okeechobee, and they're like, oh, you didn't drive on the way here, huh? ruh So we spend two days there riding, and then uh, back to Jackson, Mississippi. I drove the whole trip.
0: Get you some of that.
1: The whole trip to Jackson, Mississippi. Get you some of that, huh? And... If I try to do that, the, <laughs> when Hayden jumped in the rig with me, I was old and grumpy. The kids didn't fall for it. I love it. I love but that it. That could have been because I, I didn't it. make the NFR. <laughs> there <at>. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm little, no, I'm like, I was a kid. I didn't know better. Oh. <laughs> I, was dang, I was dang sure the youngest one in the group going.
0: Oh, my gosh. I, I, I'd, I'd, yeah, I could tell you a lot of stories about driving, and um, but anyway, we're going to move on from those because – I just want to tell you right now, thank you so much for sharing your, your, your time with, with the Think Rank podcast and audience. And, um, we, we I know from, from the Barry ranch and the Barry family, we wish you the best. From me personally, I will say greatness still awaits you. And, um, I hope you achieve that in the bull run arena. Um, you deserve it. You've earned it and. I'm a fan. I will not bet against you.
1: We're not finished yet. I know that one
0: much. One, one jump at a time. Yes, you sir. know what I'm saying? And and you're headed to Tulsa this weekend. If you're, you know, if you guys are going to the Tulsa PBR, look up Wyatt. He will stop and say, "Hey, you know," and um, and visit with you like like Lane Frost would. Yeah. You know, so um, that's what our sport is about. And um, but with that said, Wyatt Rogers is a winner. Um, he can rope, he can bulldog and he can ride bulls and uh, your earnings uh, you're 26 um, 18 you have got forty thousand in your bank account. What is your um, what is your career earnings you think just just off the top of your head. I and know that my IRS s- might be listening, so. and we're not talking about uh, the casino money. We're talking about bull riding arena money. Well, I promise you, most of my career earnings went to the casino.
1: First off, <laughs> that's but why there, your I won't count. get that by anyone in this podcast <laughs> either. That's a bad place. Don't ever go. Once you go, you're probably going to be hooked. There that's how they get you. But, uh, my senior year is by far my best year. Luckily, I still under my mom. Didn't have to tax that. Oh wow. Oh, wow. Uh, made a little over a hundred thousand that year riding bulls. Eighteen, yep. Holy! Crap. And then uh, I'd say my lifetime earnings is somewhere around a half a million. Damn it! Somewhere. Damn it!
0: That's outstanding. And loved you loved every time you nodded your head. Yeah. Every moment of it.
1: We're only getting to go half the year last year. I think I won sixty four thousand sixty six something like that. So I had a, I had a good year last year too. Yeah. But. Right. Heck, each one of these events pay forty grand, so there's a chance for Damn. A different world nowadays, you know? Doing doing what you love to do, Wyatt,
0: and doing what you love to do, but as I will say, there's no tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have to put it all in now. We all do. I mean we all do. And there's not another uh career. It bull run career. It's yeah. now. Nope. There could be a bulldogging career, a team roping career, a, a painting houses career. <laughs> you know, that, one, that one's not for me. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> so, but with that said, you, um, you, you put it all out there. Don't weaken, man. Well,
1: so I appreciate that. Man, Thanks thank you. you.
0: Thank you. Yeah. God bless you, man. All right, guys. So we're going to wrap up this episode of Think Rank with Mr. Wyatt Rogers. He'll be in Tulsa at the PBR this weekend. Stop in and say hey to him. Uh, look him up on Facebook. Um, and again, he's somebody to talk to. He has a positive story and he's a winner. And, um, they, uh, they, for, for, for me, I knew when he was a little kid that he was talented. And, uh, now he's, now he's older and, uh, still talented. So awesome stuff. All right, Wyatt. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. And uh until next time, guys, or until next Wednesday evening, I'm David Berry. This is Wyatt Rogers. Peace out. Thank Rank. Thank Rank.